If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Tell you what, let me explain. It's free. Free. Nothing. Nada. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. Yeah, your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. Uh, and i tell you, the distribution is fantastic. You can make money from your podcast. Yes, money. Yes, you can make money with zero or no minimum listenership. Pausing for dramatic effect. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So I tell you what, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started and do it now. Now, go, 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 do it now. Go. Attention all internets. Put the children in their cages. Shoot your pets. Yank grandmother's plug. Put down your crack pipe. It's time for Very Dark, Very Quick. So, uh, so welcome to Very Dark, Very Quick. Welcome. This, this is, is the mobile this edition. This is the mobile edition. That's right. We yeah. are currently on world tour. We're going to our first date. We are. It is in Anchorage, Alaska, uh-huh. and we're driving in our, uh, well, this used to be one of those Oscar Mayer Wiener mobiles. Right, right. We repainted it, though. Yeah, we painted it yellow. Well, it's yellow with a purple wiener. Right. You want to tell the folks why we we're going to Anchorage first? Uh, yeah, well, it's there was a, we held a contest, yeah, and we let the viewers decide right. where they wanted to send us. Yeah, that was on MySpace. Right, right, it was on MySpace. Yeah, we and had, we had uh, a record five entries. Yeah, 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 uh, and they wanted us to go to Anchorage. A little, I don't know if that if they're like all from Anchorage or if yeah. they just kind of they just want, want us to, send to us go to there. Anchorage. But, yeah, uh, um, uh, somebody named Cluck Cluck won. Yeah, Cluck Cluck. Thanks, uh, thanks for uh, joining in, man. Yeah, thanks for supporting us, Cluck Cluck. We appreciate it. We're uh, not real sure what kind of name that is, but I'm assuming we'll find out when we get there. When we get to Anchorage, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess this week we're going to be talking about a topic that uh, is kind of near and dear to our hearts and it, our locale. It is, it is, because of where we're at. And we're, uh, if we've never said it before, which I think we have, but we're centralized Texas. Right. Uh, we're around the area of uh, our Lord and Savior, David Koresh. Yes. For the um, uninitiated, this yeah. was the Branch Davidian uh-huh. massacre the that massacre. happened right. um, in, what, 95? Something, Something like, that. like that, yeah. yeah. When Janet Reno tried to earn her gold stars. Yeah. She ordered in the, the killing machines that drove through our Lord and Savior's housing units. Yeah. Uh, thank God some of them were able to get into the bus underground. Yeah. Save themselves. And, uh, of course, some of the uh, arsenal. Right. Um, yeah, I, you know, the David Koresh thing to me, well, here's the weird thing. So we wanted to talk about cults a long time ago. Yes. And all the people around us never wanted to talk about it. Well, and I, I've kind of been reluctant to as well. Really? Why yeah. is that? Uh, well, because I love Waco. Yeah. I love Waco very much. I've been here a long time, and yeah. I just I just feel like it's a bad piece of history that I, that I find a little distasteful to talk about. But, of course, if we forget about these things, then they're destined to happen again. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we really can't forget the lessons that were learned 
and uh, and so that's why you know I'm I'm open to talking about it, even though I do find the whole thing quite distasteful. It is very distasteful. Um, it was a weird, weird time to live where we live. Yes. Well, I wasn't here. Um, I was living a couple of miles up the road yeah. uh, in Georgetown. Oh, really? Which is, I mean, like I say, it's it's just a hop, skip, and a jump, but it's far away from Waco mm-hmm. yeah. to have kept me somewhat removed from the situation. It's an hour when or it, so, yeah, it's right? An hour. About an hour, yeah. yeah. Uh, on your way to Austin. Yes. I was living here in Waco, and uh, I had just gone through uh, a divorce, so I had the house that uh, the wife and I of a, of a year, of a whole year and a half had lived in, and uh, I had gotten a roommate, one of my buddies moved into the house, um, and so we had one of the big, big satellite dishes in the backyard. Hold on a second. Watch out, motherfucker. Wienermobile coming through. Boop, boop. Move it, bitches. Sorry. He's on his phone. The road is fucking hard, guys. Well, especially the watery parts. Yeah. <laughs> Why is there so much water? I don't know. Um, so I lived in Waco, and I had one of the large satellite dishes in the backyard, right? Yeah. So this is that'll tell you how long ago it was. Um, and I was an avid um, signal stealer. Right. You know, I, I would take the 486 computers and I would retrofit them so that you could steal the signals and put the cards in and the whole thing, you know, steal the signals as they came down. Right. So we got a lot of the uh, raw feeds from, like, news stations and stuff. So we we were able to pick up a raw feed from the compound, and my buddy and I, we just left it on 24 hours a day. You're kidding. So, so this was... Was this the Davidians broadcast? No, 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 no. This was this was a news station gotcha. of some kind. Gotcha. But yeah, they had cameras on it twenty four hours a day, and we just had it on all the time. Wow! So we literally saw it when they rolled in the whole thing. Well, and you know, everybody in Texas was watching this thing yeah. happen the yeah. whole time. Yeah. It was all that was on TV. It really was. It was like the OJ trial. That's exactly what I was going to say. Think the OJ trial, but in this area, times a hundred. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure like it was in California for the OJ trial. Sure. Well, hell, it was like that here for the OJ trial. Well, it's true, too. But, but if, if you, I'm sure it was like that everywhere. So if, if you were around during the OJ thing, then you'll kind of get an idea for what it was like living yeah. in Texas during yeah. the uh, Brass Davidian and siege. The thing that always kind of ticks people off in this area is it wasn't in Waco. Right, that's true. They always say Waco, Yeah. but it was actually what? It was in Mount Carmel. Mount which is Carmel, just yeah. outside of Waco, maybe, maybe forty-five miles from outside Waco. of outside of Belmead. It was near Axtell. Right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Because think about it, you know, Waco, um, it's two hundred fifty thousand people, right? Yeah. And so, you know, it's hard to hide a compound in a a, a densely populated area. Sure. So yeah. you got to move out, you know, to the country a little bit before you're going to start burying buses and you know marrying child brides. Well, the fact of the matter is, is if you lived in Providence, Rhode Island, yeah. you would have to go to another state to get to this compound. Yeah, that's true. It was so far away from Waco that in any other state, it would be considered a, a huge distance. Well, and that's Of course, thing. in Texas, yeah. you know, we, Texas we have to think of things a little bit differently because, because our state a, is enormous. It's a huge, huge state, yeah. And, and it spreads out wide, not like California, which yeah. goes, you know... Uh, I know when I was a kid, it would take us five, six hours just to get out of Texas. Yeah. 
if we were going somewhere. Yeah. And we didn't go many places. I know we went to Florida one time, and this doesn't have a lot to do with cults, but I'm going to tell the story anyway because I don't think I've ever told it. Um, I was a kid, and we were driving to, is it Disney World that's in Florida? Uh, Yeah, Yeah, because Disney lands in California. That's right. So we were driving to Disney World. Um, You know, it's a boring-ass trip, right? Yeah. But we're on the highway, and these guys keep passing us, right? And we'll stop for gas, then here they come again, or what, you know, that kind of stuff. They're just all over the road. We get up the road, and I think we're in... We're just coming out of Louisiana, maybe, and um, there's a big crash ahead of us, and it's that car, right? It, it flipped and rolled, yeah. and the car was on fire. Oh, jeez! In the middle of the in the middle of the road, and this is this is the one time I saw my dad as like a superhero because he literally got in there and helped pull some of those guys out of there as that thing was on fire. It was a pretty big deal, you know. Anybody die? Yeah, they were they were pretty rough. I don't know if they died or not. I mean, we ended up leaving as the ambulances got there and stuff like pretty that. Pretty seriously but, injured. Oh yeah, yeah, burned up and you know beat up and all kinds of stuff. Because I mean, you got to think uh, when I was a kid, seatbelts weren't a main concern. Yeah, for yeah. anybody. That's true. You know, but we got to Disney World and we really enjoyed it. So that's the moral of the story. <laughs> the moral of the story is no matter what atrocities you might that's see right. on the way, Disney right. World is fun. Yeah, Disney World was fun. Um, I like the uh, submarine. You'd get in the submarine, and it was still 20,000 leagues under the sea submarine at that time. And you look out the little portholes. It doesn't really go into water, but you look out the little portholes, and you see all the sea life and all this stuff, you know, in the submarine. Hmm. Yeah, it was fun. I've never been. But getting back to cults. Yes. You said something about doomed to repeat it if we don't talk about it. Yeah. So there's a guy who's in East Texas. And he calls himself Yahweh or uh, something yeah. like that, right? I know just who you're talking yeah. about. These guys have the potential to be a Waco-style Branch Davidian cult. Yeah, it seems that way. This guy, when when you come, he's very old. Uh, he used to be like an IT guy or something, and <laughs> just <laughs> all do it. And then just all of a sudden, he was a he was a, you know a, a savior. Uh, changed his name. Um, Everything has, has real Jewish connotations when you look at their website. Um, but if you if you join the cult, you or, or the the association or whatever they call it, if you join them, you have to give up your belongings. Um, there are marriage licenses that have you know like multiple signature lines on them and things like that. Um, lots of stories about it's, people that have gotten out of it. Is it like a big group marriage thing? Yeah, yeah. There's everyone's there's, married. To well, they're married else. to him. Oh, yeah. A lot of people married to him. Wow. Yeah. Very old dude. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, terrible, terrible things going on. Religion's funny that way. It it makes people do some really, really bad things. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Religion and politics. Yeah. Two most uh, radicalizable things in the world. Religion is, is, I've never understood how people can get to a point where they give up all their stuff, they, they refuse their family, and then possibly give up like one of their children as a bride or something. How do you get to that point? I, you know, that's something that I ask myself a lot. I always like to think that I am a different species entirely yeah. from the kind of people that are so gullible or so vulnerable or 
are so stupid. Yeah, that they would uh, that they would you know put themselves in a situation like that, and it may just be that they're dumb. Yeah, I guess it, it could be. You know, I, I I hate to think that, but I mean, I think the gullibility and the vulnerability might actually play into you know just playing out being dumb. It could, it very well could be, but a lot of the time these are families. Yeah, that join these things. Well, you know, sometimes family, sometimes people are dumb because their parents are dumb. Yeah, maybe you know? so. No, I don't know. I think that it's definitely a certain type of person that is susceptible to these kinds of things. And, you know, I see it with people in my life because we have a couple of cultish churches in our town. Antioch? Yes, Antioch. And uh, there are people in my life... The Fixer Upper Church. Yeah, right. The Chip and Joanna Gaines. Chip and Joanna's Antioch Fixer Upper Church. You want to talk about a fucking cult. The cult of Magnolia is real. <laughs> These fucking people. Okay, so if you know anything about the the fixer-upper thing, then you probably have heard plenty about Waco. HGTV, fixer-upper, Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yeah. Um, now, they've got this place here in Waco called the Silos. Mm-hmm. And this is where Chip and Joanna Gaines have their shop. And I, I you know what? i got to give it to them. They did take a dilapidated area... And turn it into something nice. Yes. Right? They did good things for downtown. Yes. We're not going to talk about where all the people down there went. Well, that's... Because we've, we've got a couple there of, used to be homeless people we, down there. We've got a couple of those things in town. One is Baylor University. Yeah. And the other is Chip and Joanna. And people do just kind of... They're just, they're just not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Baylor tends to buy up areas. There used to be prostitutes on the corner yeah. downtown. And yeah. they're, they're... Where'd they go? They where moved are, them. Where are they? They moved them. They moved the hookers across they, the river. They went to Temple. <laughs> they had a relocation. <laughs> they, put, they, gave, they, they extradited them back to Temple. <laughs> they got a they got a relocation fee of fifty bucks. Go to Temple. Yeah. Uh, it's a rehoming fee. Yeah. Yeah, rehoming fee. Yeah. I I think of that as a cult. Honestly, it, it certainly seems to be. I mean, people come from far and wide, and they stand in this line and for, they have for, been for years now. Yes. Yeah, and I drive by there all the time. One of the things that I like to do on Saturday mornings is get on my bike and go ride around downtown because it's beautiful downtown yeah. Waco. Yeah. And uh, and I like to go by the silos and just look at all the fucking lemmings. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, they herd them through the line, yeah. down the chute. They hand them their cupcakes, and then they, you know, put a bolt through their head. Those cupcakes ain't cheap. No. Not cheap. If we're going to talk about the cult of Magnolia... Uh, let me tell you a couple of things I know. All right. Um, okay, number one, Joanna Gaines, her dad used to own a uh, Firestone dealership. Yeah. A Firestone dealership here in town, or in Waco. And um, she used to do local commercials for him. She would be on there being all cute and all that stuff. Really? Right? Yeah. So that's how that's how she is from Waco, right? I see. Chip, I don't know his backstory. I don't think he's originally from Waco. I know they both went to Baylor at some point, and I think that's where they met. Yeah. Um, she is not an interior designer. Really? No. He is a carpenter, and she is his lady. Well, she certainly seems to have a, an eye for style. She does. She does. She has an eye for something. Now... Here, here is what I know about what they do. Okay, we've got a good buddy uh, whose uh, niece works at Hobby Lobby, right? 
So the people from Magnolia slash Fixer Upper, when they're redoing a house, they redo it and then they have to stage it. So staging a house, right. like if you're going to sell it or whatever, you put a bunch of furniture and things in there, make it look lived, you know, so that people will buy it because uh, nobody buys an empty house. So they go into Hobby Lobby and they buy a lot of their staging stuff. They'll buy hundreds of dollars worth of stuff from Hobby Lobby, right? Yeah. They'll stage their house for the show. And then they just take all the stuff back and get credit for it. They return it. Yeah. They return all the stuff to Hobby Lobby. So do they, like, get somebody who's not Chip and Joanna to go buy Oh, the it's stuff? all their assistants, yeah. Right, yeah, so they they're don't. doing it on the down They don't do the dirty work. <laughs> they did a house around the corner from me. Yeah. And they were basically working on that thing for maybe six to eight weeks. They really are quick. Yeah. When they do that they stuff. Have to but, be, yeah. but they had the road in front of the school across from my house. Um, yeah, I know. I'm not supposed to be living within 300 feet of a school, but what the fuck am I supposed to do? There's schools Guys, everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. Can't get away from a school. So anyways, um, they were doing, uh, they were they were remodeling a house out there for the show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they you'd see workers out there all the time. Yeah. Uh, but never Chip and Joanna. No. Never saw them out there. I mean, I could basically see the construction from my house. And, of course, my wife is a basic bitch, so she was out there looking for Chip and Joanna. <laughs> and uh, the only time we ever saw them was, it, was when they came and wheeled out those big... Yeah, the big uh, fake house pieces. That's right. The big drapes. Move that, that bus! Like, that yeah. kind of thing, yeah. Yep. I want to know where they get those printed. That's a good fucking question. They're, those things are huge. Yeah, it's got to be a, a, a big bill. They probably get them things. done at Kinko's, and then probably. when it's done, they go back and they say don't pay them. they don't like it. Yeah. You did this wrong. Uh, so what I've heard about Chip through various people, because, I mean, you live in a city, you, you kind of start getting some of the skinny on stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he'll I go, hear stuff about them all the time. Yeah, he'll go in and he'll knock a couple of boards down or whatever, they film it, and then he takes off. Yeah. Uh, and then the workers, and I've heard this from more than one person, the people that go in and do the remodeling, especially demolition and things like that, they they take great pride in showing, like if they have a, a, a logo on the back of their shirt, and then they'll say, well, that's your payment. Ooh, that's terrible. Because we advertised for you on our show. Yikes. <laughs> Uh, I had a I have a buddy that's that's a contractor that worked for them. He didn't have anything really terrible to say about him. Yeah. Uh, other than that, it was very difficult for him to work with Joanna. Well, and that's what I keep hearing as well. You know, the pizza place I told you about that opened up not long ago out there where I live. Yeah. Uh, that guy had his house redone by them. Okay. Right. And he said his stories because he knows my wife. They talk together and things like that. And, um. He, he told us that uh, Chip was just kind of a goofball, and he was okay to get along with, right, for the most part. Yeah. But he said he went up to Joanna one day and said, hey, can I get a picture with you? She goes, you'll have to ask my publicist. That doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all, uh, I saw, based on what I've heard. This defines the cult part for me, okay? All right. I saw her walking on the sidewalk in front of the silos, and all the people that are lined up, Look at these guys pushing a van. Oh, my. Should we go tow them in the Wienermobile? No, we don't. It, it's structurally unsound in the back. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's walking right in front of these people, and they don't even notice she's there. Because they're so enamored with getting in the place and getting their stuff. That's kind of funny. Yeah. 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 It's pretty hilarious. But, you know, we have uh, several people that we know that work for them, and it's the same thing from all of them. Uh, a relative of mine actually works at their restaurant that they just opened. Oh, Jesus, um, that restaurant. Yeah. 
It only opens for brunch. Yeah. And it's like $15 for a piece of toast. Yeah. It, I think avocado toast is like 9 bucks. So yeah. They put avocado on a piece of toast and it costs you 9 They bucks. charge you $9. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. anyways, I've got a family member that works uh, at that restaurant. And yeah. he said that at one point, um, Joanna came in and ordered some food because uh-huh. they eat there all the time. Why uh-huh. wouldn't you? Sure. And the waiter that brought... Free food. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, the waiter that brought the food out had fingernails that were longer than Joanna oh. preferred. And she sent the food back and said, I don't want that. Your fingernails are too long. My goodness. Send it back. And they had somebody with, uh, with I guess, uh, acceptable fingernails uh, bring the food out. <laughs> bring the food out, yeah. yeah. As he was flogged in the back. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they drained his essence and... It was put into a vial for a chip to eat. Well, that's that's how that's how they uh, uh, coat the ship lap. <laughs> yeah, that's people's right. essence. Yeah, that's not. That, that, you want to talk? About, that's that's the cult of ship lap, isn't it? Well, we see people all the time walking around town with just the word hashtag ship lap on their shirts. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. It is, and it's 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 infecting all of our uh, uh, cougars in town, basically. Really? All of the cougars, they, they seem to be infected by the hashtag shiplap disease. Shiplap fever. Yeah, shiplap fever. So well, you It's know, like Pac-Man fever, but it's a lot older. I work in, in uh, IT, mm-hmm. and I have to talk to tech support people on a regular basis. Yeah. And whenever I call in a tech support line and they find out I'm from Waco, <laughs> they either want to bring up the Branch Davidians, mm-hmm. in which case I'll usually say something like, my mom died in that fire. Right, right, uh, right. Just because right. sure. this has happened a million well, times. Well, you got to shut down. you got to shut it down real quick. Well, now I'm just playing with it because, yeah. like I say, it's this has been happening to me for a decade. And, you know, you get tired of the same old shit over sure, and over sure, again. Sure. It's like the people that call me A.A. Ron. Oh my! You know, I used to be like, yeah, it's funny. I like Key and Peele too. And then I was like, yeah, fuck you. Don't call me A.A. Ron, dickhead. And yeah. and now I'm just like, eh, whatever. Who cares? Uh, but but it's the stages of grief. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I I I went off on a tangent there. Um, <laughs> but so I'll either hear, you know, oh, that's where all the cults are, yeah. or yeah. I hear, oh, that's so awesome. I would love to go to Waco. So I could beat Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that don't like them in Waco. Yeah. And and the reason for that is basic money. Sure. Because what they've done is they've raised most of our property taxes. That's true. Um, now, I understand making your city a better place is going to have some, some broken bones. You know, I mean, it's going to take some some bruises. Yeah. You know, you're going to have some bruises when you're whenever you're doing that. But... Um, here's the problem in our city. Our taxes have gone up, but our salaries have not. That's true. So we're not able to keep in pace with those things, and that's very frustrating. That'll drive people nuts. So anytime you, you make people reach for their wallet, they're going to get ticked off. That's true. And that's that's true for politicians, for religious leaders, for shiplap dealers, whatever. What so, is this shit? I don't know. So, he's telling people... Like you know, a, it's kind of weird because... It's like he's waving a bucket We're not even in Anchorage yet, and we've got people dressed like Eskimos. <laughs> that is odd. We, haven't we even, had a guy changing what looked like an oil pan on yeah. the side of the road with a guy dressed up in uh, Eskimo gear waving a fish at us. Yeah. I thought that was odd. That was really strange. So, uh, I don't know if this is a cult thing or not, but we've got a guy in Waco 
that dresses as like a Nubian priest. Oh, the shaman. Yeah, that stands over the the, the freeway. He stands and on blesses the, all the cars as he, they go by. Yeah, he stands on the Baylor walking bridge with the stick yeah. with like a stick in each hand. Yeah, it's like and he uh, prays. holy sticks or something. Yeah, have you ever stopped and talked to that no, guy? No, I have not. I have. He's have delightful. I bet he is. I bet he is a good guy. Yeah, he's I mean, a great guy. It's one of two things, right? He's either a great guy or he's fucking nuts. Well, I'm, it's both. I'm either sure. way, it's going to be a great conversation. Yeah. So we used to have a guy in Waco that, uh, and again, not so much about the Colts, but we used to have a guy in Waco that um, it, it was a black guy that used to uh, jog up and down uh, the street, and you would see him all over town, and you knew it was him because he wore a trash bag for a shirt. Yeah, and he had these very very bowed legs, so he would run, and it would and it looked like maybe he was trying to sneak a melon somewhere or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. So my dad stopped one time and picked him up, and he said he was crazy as a fucking loon. Okay, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to stop here for a minute because we are going through uh, Canadian customs. Oh shit! And uh, we're gonna need all our wits about us. If why we're... is why is sheriff spelled sheriff in uh, Canada? That's weird. Uh, it's a French thing, I guess. Sharif. Yeah. Poutine on tap. Well, what does that mean? Well, anyways, we've got a wiener mobile full of illicit substances, so <laughs> we can't be recording while we do this. Uh, so we'll, we'll be back. Kids, tie it down. All right. All right, so we have made it through Canadian customs. Sharif. Uh, prisoner transport that says and when I walked by the big black van it on the side of it on the window it just said the beast hmm Canadian customs people are very nice to us they really are so uh, you're the guy who knows all about uh, the true crime and things like that so you would think that that would bleed into cults oh yes definitely so tell me about this, some of them you know this about this is my wheelhouse okay so my favorite cult is the Om Shinrikyo cult. You know what I'm talking about? I've heard of it. I don't know exactly which one it is, though. These guys were in Japan, led by a guru named Shoko Asahara. Mm. And Shoko Asahara, he was blind, Mm. and to his followers, he was the guru. Okay. These guys were manufacturing sarin gas. Oh, wow. Uh, They were doomsday cult. Okay. And they were going to bring upon the apocalypse themselves. With their sarin gas. With sarin gas. They Their plan was to kill everyone. Wow. Um, they didn't do it. They didn't even get close. They, they made didn't. some uh, sarin gas and they let it loose on a train okay. in Japan. And a few people got sick and that was pretty much it. They ended up getting caught. Um, the guru was imprisoned, I believe in 93. It was kind of like the uh, the Yahweh people mm. in that the guru was everybody's husband. Right. right. Um, he was a big time sex maniac and he, all of the women in the cult were expected to please the guru. Gotcha. But there were several defectors. You weren't allowed to conceive a child in this cult, uh, all children were to be conceived by the guru. Well, that makes sense for somebody who wants to kill everybody. <laughs> he had talented scientists. He even had scientists that were working for the Japanese government prior to joining Om Shinrikyo. Wow. They amassed millions of dollars by selling um, 
t-shirts and soap and shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they were making all kinds of stuff and selling it. And, you know, they had a really uh, big, legitimate enterprise. They were also selling lots of weapons. Okay. Guns and That'll stuff like that. That'll make you money real quick. It also makes enemies real quick. Yeah, well, in, in another life, these guys uh, probably would have been seriously successful entrepreneurs. But instead, they were just a bunch of weird, smelly people yeah. that wanted to kill everyone. He would make these unrealistic expectations of a scientist. He'd say, I need 10 gallons of sarin gas by next Tuesday. And so, naturally, this this uh, constant pressure that he would put on his people led to some really shoddy work. Right. So, when they actually did go to perform the sarin gas attack, the sarin wasn't adequate. It wasn't, wasn't potent, strong enough. enough. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't potent yeah, enough yeah. To, to kill anyone. And also there were a lot of mishaps. Mm. Um, all of the people that were involved with this lived. And they were all captured and questioned. So we, we actually know a lot about what went on inside the Elm Shinrikyo compound. Um, Once again, you question yourself. How do you get to that point? Especially as a scientist. Well, in Japan, it's almost not a surprise because of the culture they have uh, there. I guess so. You know, they're very... They're um, so beaten down anyway. Yeah, they're beaten down. They, you know, they have very few women in their country. Yeah. Um, and and their prospects just aren't very good. Right. My favorite cult is those Mbop guys. Hanson? No, they like the Mbop uh, uh, Oh, asteroid. Heaven's Gate. Oh. Hailbop. Oh, Hailbop. Hailbop. Yeah. Bop, bop, doo, wah. Yeah. Um, that was, what, late 90s? Yes. Right? They all went out and bought tennis shoes. Yeah. And uh, uh, they were all the same. And then they were all going to, uh, at like the stroke of midnight or whatever, they were going to grab on to the Umbach Comet and be taken to heaven. Yeah. Where they could listen to Hanson. Right, right. And, uh, God, I hope that's what heaven's like. Um I don't know a lot about what went on in there. I just know they all poisoned themselves. Yeah. Right? But I do know a couple episodes ago, you said that there's a bunch of those guys that live. Yep. Uh, I don't know if it's a lot that live. Well, there's live, some still but around. their website is still open. Uh, somebody's well, been taking care of it. And there have been rumors for a still- long time that they're reamassing for a second migration. See, they didn't kill themselves. They caught a ride on the comet. Ah. Uh, this was their transcendence. I see. Um, and apparently they're geared up to do it again. Yeah, is there another comet coming by? I don't know. Those Hansons, they seem too old for that now. <laughs> Probably all working in, in like a like a Denny's somewhere or something. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, they don't get the out of the way for the Wienermobile. is way too wide for this road. Yeah, that's what they all say. <laughs> it's like a hot dog down the hallway. Uh, this is a very small hallway. Yes. Um, yeah, so there for a while, late 80s, early 90s, there were a bunch of those cults that were being found. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a big thing. Cult um, fever was sweeping the nation. <laughs> I just, again, I go back to what makes you do it. I, I guess it's just... You it's gotta a believe need for in something. Yeah, you got to be accepted. You got to believe in something. See, that's one thing that, that these cults shitty. and and the same as street gangs, the same as church. It's all the same. Yeah, it's it's true, just people who need to be accepted. Lonely people, the yeah. the downtrodden people with no other alternatives. 
uh, it's really easy to get swayed into going along. I mean, like, think about when you were a kid. It, it's kind of like the kid down the street that's always, you know, wanting you to do bad shit. Yeah. And you just do it because yeah. you don't want to. You don't want to disappoint him, and you certainly don't want to be alone. Right. So, you know, you join a cult. You know, I, the Mormons are definitely a cult. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, if you thought that they were a cult. Yeah, no, I absolutely do. Um, I think that in the grand scheme of things, they're one of the more benign cults, but they're certainly You know, that's really, that's really funny, too, because their history, Mormons, like in the, in the Wild West, were some of the most bloodthirsty sure. people there were. But everyone was. You had to be back then. Well, they said the Mormons would, I mean, just literally skin people and stuff. They were just, they were terrible, terrible. They Stuck kept slaves way longer than yes, they were allowed absolutely. to as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, do those guys still come to your door ever? I don't... I haven't had anybody from the Watchtower in very long... No, that's... that's uh, Those are the Witnesses. Latter-day Saints, right? That's the... Uh, no, the Mormons are the Latter-day Saints. Okay, what are the other You're ones? You're thinking Jehovah's of the Jehovah's Witnesses. Witnesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another now, one. Now, that's a fucking cult. That I, is a cult. I dated a Jehovah's Witness. Did you? Yes. I grew up down the street from a Jehovah's Witness. She was a very odd duck. Did she believe in the spaceship? I, you know, I didn't really talk to her all that much about yeah. Jehovah's Witnessism because we didn't we didn't uh, date very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was in junior high. Right. She was very pretty, lovely girl. She was she was really great for conversation. I wouldn't have known that she was a Jehovah's Witness if it wasn't for the situation that led to our breakup. I gave her a note, as one does in junior high. Sure. Uh, hey, baby, baby, <laughs> you you want to get it on? Uh-huh. And her parents uh, found it. Oh, my. And they forced us to break up. Uh-huh. And they made her wear a dress threw every a gold, day. Threw a golden plate at you that they had found <laughs> in their yard. They they uh, they burned her special underwear. Oh. No, that's not true. Special, special ceremony out in the yard. <laughs> well, you can burn anything you want on top of that gold plate. So the Jehovah's Witnesses, they don't have birthdays. Yeah, they don't worship anything. And they, so that's all graven images. They all don't salute gods. the flag. Right. They don't... Um, no Christmas. They don't no, have any holidays. Yeah, no really. holidays at all. Yeah. Uh, it's just a... It's a it, bad way to it's live. It's just a very repressive uh, religion that, you know, I think it's pretty horrible. I'm not crazy about holidays myself, but it is a way to mark times throughout the year. Sure. You know? Um, well, nobody likes the hustle and bustle of the holidays, but could you imagine life without them? It yeah, no, I can't. How do you just remove that part of your life? Well, these people never had it. Well, I mean, some of them did. Some of them did, sure. Yeah, I um, Jehovah's Witnesses. I grew up down the street from a kid uh, who was a Jehovah's Witness, and his mother would tell stories. And I, it's silly. I don't think there's a spaceship involved, but uh, they do believe that the new Earth will be heaven. So heaven will be. It's like the Belinda Carlisle song. Ooh, heaven, heaven is a place, is a place on, on earth. earth. Yeah. It yeah. literally will, because Jesus or, or Yahweh or whatever will come here and cleanse the place, and now heaven, you know, earth is going to be the new heaven. Really? But there's only room for so many. Ooh. Yeah. Only so many people can go. So they have a limit. What's the limit? I don't know. Is, it, is there a number associated with I don't it? know if there's an actual number, but I think maybe they'll know when they're full. Right. You know? God will like, tell them. Well, it's, it's like your tire pressure. You know? I mean, I, th- I don't know that that's a real science there, right? 
especially with those new things they put on the on the uh, uh, the, the little spigots on your tires. The valve. The valve, spigot, valve, whatever, whatever it takes. Um, I don't think those things really measure the pressure correctly. Okay, we are just crossing into Saskatchewan. Oh, look how it changes. Yeah, it's weird. It was all, you know, trees, and mm-hmm. and now we're seeing, like, there's, igloos. There's literally stuff. nothing here. Yeah, it's just a... Piles of ice. It's kind of a dump. Yeah. It's a good thing we've got the chains on the Wienermobile, or we might be in deep shit right Should now. Should we have put them on the wheels? Oh, we didn't put them on the wheels? I put the chains on top. Hold the <laughs> wiener down. Oh, Mike, Mike, <laughs> that's not good, man. We got a big turd coming up. Anyways, we'll cross that bridge. We'll when be we fine. Get there. Literally, we'll fall off that bridge. We'll, we'll we slide there. across that bridge when we get there. Yeah. We've already done the Scientology thing, so there's no real reason to go over that. But I do think that's a very real cult. Sa- Scientology is probably the most successful cult. Oh, yeah. Man, that cop is taking that poor Eskimo's car. Mm. They are impounding it. What are they going to do with that moose they were towing? Oh no, man. How do you? I don't understand. Is how that you a blunderbuss? Do the motherfucking cops in Canada carry <laughs> blunderbusses? They do. Fuck. Well, just in Saskatchewan. Once the show's over, uh-huh. our live show, uh-huh. we're gonna have to hit up Tim Hortons and uh, Tim Hortons get for some a, uh, for chicken a, and waffles. I'm gonna get a didgeridoo plate. I'm gonna get the didgeridoo. That's where uh, they take two eggs, they scramble it, and they blow it at you through a giant straw. Nice. I love that. <laughs> Yeah. Do they have Kenny Rogers roasters in Saskatchewan? I don't know. I wish somewhere I had so Kenny, Rogers Kenny Rogers roasters. God, right that was now. so good. Is you remember when thing? Kramer uh, had a Kenny Rogers roasters built right outside of his window across <laughs> that, the street? Yeah, that, he had that, that, that red light right. coming <laughs> in his room all the time. That was one of my favorite episodes God, of Seinfeld. That was such a good show. I loved Seinfeld, man. Seinfeld was a great show, but Kenny Rogers roasters was a great restaurant. Yeah. Also. Man, Kenny Rogers knows what he's doing, man. Except he knows when, he, when to hold him. He knows when to fold him. He knows what to do, except when it comes to plastic surgery. Yeah, because well, he true. looks fucking terrible. Uh, the Manson family was kind that's of the cult. big ones. Yeah, I think that's what all cults are judged by. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, you really—it's uh, hard to beat the king. Yeah. Um, although I would say that Scientology is way more successful oh, than certainly. the fucking Manson family. Well, I wouldn't say Mansons were were successful. No, they were no. just great at PR. Were they? Well, he was. Was he? He was good at getting the message out. Yeah. I mean, there were like 20 of them. Especially when they pointed a camera at him. He well, was the dancing monkey of cults. He certainly was. He yeah. was a, He was a poster child for why you don't let your kids hang out with that weird long sure, hair. Sure, sure. Yeah. Charles Manson book. and the Manson family were, um, they were in Los Angeles. Yeah. And they... Sharon Tate. They murdered a bunch of people. Uh-huh. Um, Charles Manson himself was never convicted of nope. any murders, nope. although he is considered one of the most notorious uh, murderers out there. Murderer slash cult leader. Right. Guys. Yeah. He's he is often mistaken for a person with charisma and a personality that could win people over, but in reality, Not so much he anymore. was just a fucking psycho yeah, who was. was able to attract other stupid people um, to his little sex and drug cult uh, that was trying to cause a race war to bring on the second coming of Christ. That's a common theme you see with the more successful cults is that they actually are Christian cults. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason for that is that 
it's more relatable to people. It's, it's, you know, I don't want to sound like a, like an asshole here, but Christians are, uh, manipulated on the regular. There's an entire industry dedicated to manipulating them. Yep. And it is very good at doing it's true. And not when, even the Catholics are as successful as uh, Southern Baptists. Your evangelicals. Evangelicals. There you go. That was the word I was looking for. Uh, it, not even Catholics are as successful as those guys at guilting people into things. That's right. We're from Texas, which is home to many of the worst yeah. televangelists. We've got Robert Tilton here and yeah. Benny Hinn. What's the one in, uh, in Creflo Houston? Dollar as well. What's the one in Houston that wouldn't let people in during the flood? Oh, that's Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen, yeah. 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 Um, He's a dipshit. Yeah. Well, they all are. Uh, well, they're all a bunch of snake oil salesmen that have found the most prime picking for rubes, yeah. and that is within the Christian uh, yeah. movement. Yeah. We didn't talk about uh, the Jonestown guys. Yeah, Jonestown was something else. Man... Have you ever seen the video? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, Jonestown, of course, was in... Uh, it was a cult in Guyana. Uh-huh. Um, led by a man named Jim Jones. Right. Who was another one of these second coming of Christ guys. Right. Uh, and he Loved had, his Elvis shades. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he was looking Elvis good shades. with them Elvis yeah. shades, yeah. too. Jim Jones had style, and he, he encouraged did. his people to have style, too. He had charisma. Yeah. Oh, really yeah, did. you bet he did. Shitloads of charisma. Yeah. Um, but, alas, he was a real scumbag. You hear the phrase, like, you know, they're drinking the Kool-Aid. from there. Yeah. yeah. It really did. Uh, and, yeah. It's, and that's in reference to the fact that um, Jim Jones and about 2,000 other people drank Kool-Aid that was laced oh, with cyanide, yeah. and they all perished Every single one of them. Yeah, it was... It, the that, ones that didn't drink were shot. It was... Really? A, a bloodbath, yes. I don't remember anybody being shot. Oh, yes. I just remember seeing the videos of every, all the bodies. Lots all of, the bodies laying there. Lots of people were shot. You, you know, my question on that, you know, saying drinking the Kool-Aid, how long do you think it, it went before it was okay to say that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just wonder how long it takes, because it's, it's a funny thing. Like 9-11... Which we all know was an inside job. It took, steel don't melt like that. Uh, it took forever, you know, before anybody could make a joke about anything like that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, probably a good 15 years. It was, what, five or six years ago those, that mattress store got in, in trouble because they were having a 9-11 sale. What? And they set these mattresses up straight, up and down, and then they knocked them over and said they were knocking down prices. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a thing. And I think it was wow. here in Dallas. I, I think it was in Dallas. Really? Yeah. Huh. They shut that place down. That's crazy. I mean, it went down quick. Yeah, that's that's not a good PR. Yeah, they put the all. they put the mattresses up like the Twin Towers. They were having a 9-11 sale, and they were knocking down prices. <laughs> that's wicked. <laughs> uh, so a new cult um, arose right around the time of 9-11, and that was the cult of InfoWars. Oh, yeah. That's right. That Alex Jones rose to prominence in, among the smoldering ashes of 9-11. He found his footing. Well, he did latch onto that shit. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, he did. He had basically every disenfranchised youth mm-hmm. convinced that 9-11 was perpetrated by George W. Bush 
yeah. and the United States government. Yeah. And I am sad to say that I was one of those people. Were you? Yes, yes. I was a truther. What turned you against uh, Alex Jones? The 9-11 thing was was interesting, and he uh, used to make these really good documentaries. Yeah. Uh, these really in-depth, well-shot, <laughs> exciting so documentaries about 9-11 and about the elites. He did yeah. a thing about Bohemian Grove. And the, the uh, uh, what's the place they all go to before they can get elected? Right, uh, Bilderberg. Yeah, Bilderberg. That was a big deal with him, too. Yeah. He wasn't full-blown crazy. I probably quit listening to him altogether mm-hmm. in... 2004 or right. 2005, right? Um, because he really started getting crazy into the reptilian stuff, and yeah, that'll just, do it. He just started going really overboard with the whole thing, and uh-huh. then when Sandy Hook happened, and he started oh, yeah. saying things like, like it was all put on, and that it was up. a hoax, yeah. and that all the crying mothers and were fathers actors. were actors, and I'm sorry, I, I can't get behind that. That's 100. percent Awful. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever heard anything more repulsive than yeah, that. Yeah, it's pretty rough. That's so pretty rough. Now, now I think he's an absolute piece of shit. I think your um, thing with Alex Jones was kind of like mine with uh, talk radio. Yeah. I would listen to a lot of conservative talk radio and stuff. It's and easy I would, to get sucked in. It is very easy. Conservatism might even be in itself a bit of a cult. I think it is, probably. Because but I think it's probably on both sides. I think there's a, there's a liberal cult as well. But... In conservatism, it seems to be driven by xenophobia in yeah, a lot of ways. Sure. It's an us-against-them mentality. Sure. Um, Which is easy to buy into. It is very easy to sell. And maybe that's where where the mystery of these cults lives. You know, maybe it's it's in that same xenophobia-type uh, feeling. Oh, yeah, I have no doubt. Um, well, I mean, you need look no further than realizing that these cults are usually isolationists. What is a fried moose leg? I don't know, man. I mean, that's not really a fried moose leg, right? I mean, it could be. This that's is, a lot uh, of eating, is what I'm thinking. What is earmuffs? Oh, that's a strip joint. <laughs> Holy shit. Earmuffs. We should stop in there on the way back. I don't. I, I've seen enough ladies with scars on their face. So, like I was saying, my, my conservatism radio stuff that I listen to, I realized one day it was just making me angry. Yeah. It's making me a very angry person. And, and I had to get out of it for that same reason. I just, I, it, was, it was chipping away at my soul, it felt like, you know? It yeah. was just making me angry. And, and I, I woke up one day and I was like, the only person angry in this whole thing is me. Yeah. You know, and so I, I had to get out of it. You know, you and I have been talking a lot about getting away from negative people, which we, yes. we've both been trying to do. Um, and it's that same feeling because it just brings you down so quickly. Negative people can just suck your soul out well, when know, you're around them. I know Jordan calls them, uh, what, uh, emotional vampires? Yeah. And they, they really are. They are emotional vampires. They, they, they just suck the life out of you. And, yeah. it's, and it's very easy to get in their um, wallow in the pit with them. Yeah. You know, yeah. very easy to do that. And I think that's a perfect um, way to describe my feelings about Alex Jones yeah. when I was... Yeah knee-deep in watching him and, and his rhetoric. Knee-deep in your info wars. Yeah, I mean, the government was annoying me because it was the Bush years. Right. And George W. Bush had just done this piss-poor job of dealing with the uh, Hurricane Katrina situation, yeah. which where I was living at the time, I was uh, there were refugees there, and, you know, we had, we had a lot of these issues 
right at our door. Sure. And I got to where, you know, the hate was so strong that it was taking me over and eventually I, I just got tired. Yeah. You know, there yeah. I, I ran out of angst. That's what it ends up being. It just it you just get tired. Yeah. You just yeah. You, I'm tired, I'm I'm not doing this anymore. You're holding a grudge, you're the only person that's hurting. Right. Basically right. is is what you're getting at. And and that's very that's very, very true. And it takes a lot of years sometimes to figure that out. Yeah. All right, so we are at uh, the venue. Yep, our first uh, live show. Yeah, we're going to go in here and do a live show. Uh, it looks like there is a line of people in parkas. Oh, those guys have chains on their hands. Oh. I don't know what that's about. This is an unsavory-looking bun. <laughs> well, I mean, we're pulling up in a wienermobile. They're looking at us like we got dicks growing well, out of our they're foreheads. looking at us like they're going to fucking eat the thing. So what I'm thinking is we go in here, we have our show, have a few drinks. Yes. And then maybe we do a little rambling on the way home. Yeah. yeah. Or, well, we're not going to get home tonight. No. But on the way back to the Eskimo hut. We're going to have to get a whole lot of Molson while we're in here. Look at these guys taking selfies in front of the prisoners. We'll see y'all after the show. Wish us luck. We're going to go yeah, break yeah. a leg in here. Did you bring the script? The script. I thought you had the script. I don't have a computer. Fuck. We're going to have to wing it. Attention on internet for the children in their cages. Shoot your pets. Yank grandmother's plug. Put down your crack pipe. It's time for very quick, very quick. Thank you, Anchorage, for coming to the very first DDDQ Live. Yeah. Great to perform in front of all of you. Oh hell yeah. Eskimos and non-Eskimos. We love you, Eskimos. Man, I just want to thank you all for coming down to the first show. This is great. This is great. Thank you, Everclear. You did a great job. Uh, thanks a lot. Let's get started. And now, shut up your room. We've gone. Greetings. This is Volk with Shut Up with Volk. Uh, on a lighter note, well, not really. Today we're talking about fucking cults. And uh, let's just be straight up honest. Cult shit goes on on a common basis from fandom to motherfuckers that wear tennis shoes and take poison. This is a fucked up problem that should scare the fuck out of some people, but they've slowed down recently because, well, we have less need to turn to. And also a lot of people don't uh, speak directly in the same sense Thank God. Also, we have the ability to actually research information for our own, so someone tells you some factoid about the Bible and you're able to actually go look it up and go, well, that's not real. You know, just lay it all out in line, and that altered everything. So since religion has removed itself, from the gambit of the reason we have a cult problem, we've kind of calmed the fuck down. We still have religious groups that are still in gatherings, and yada, yada, yada. Matter of fact, um, one from a location that I grew up around, which is Waco, they've got a new cult leader for the goddamn group. <sighs> the Branch Davidians. And you know what? Maybe we won't shoot this one, you know? Maybe. Did you learn? I hope you learn. But anyway, the only good thing that's not occurred is we're not seeing more and more of these cults pop up and take possession of people. 
we're seeing these semi-culture fan bases and everything else, design structure into cultures, pop up and, well, kind of get one another to work together in the same shit, but they don't do anything besides be over a bunch of We can see this in the fan base say, uh, oh, recently was the Avengers. We've got people saying, well, I watched the Avengers as a kid, I should definitely watch this one. I go, no, did you like it? Well, if you liked it now, you know, sure, go ahead and go watch the goddamn movie. Don't go, because I watched this, I better watch the rest of them. I watched, um, I'm a Star Wars, a Star Trek fan, sorry. And I watched the Star Trek movies up until the last two, because of the last two were fucking shit. I watched the one before it, didn't even finish it, couldn't watch the second one because it was like, I'm not even involved. And somebody was like, well, have you watched the show? And I go, no, it's in the closed market. And it's basically kind of a sign that, unfortunately, Star Trek killed itself off. But there's still the fan base. We still love it. There's a lot that I loved about it. There's very few things I didn't like about it. But because the cult changed, or the cult following changed, I grew away from the same set. Anyway. So a cult following can also be, you know, a populist following or a popularity following. It's the reason why if you really look at some cult followers, they are a little bit, I mean cult uh, leaders, they are usually pretty much attractive or somehow have gotten away from the convert of sexuality and, you know, it's a sin, you're just supposed to follow me and fuck me because I say so. Anywho, there's also the cult that is also a gathering of nations, which means propagandists outlining. Hey, but we're not going to get into that. We're talking about cults, right? Well, so can America be a little bit of a cult. Uh, we have people believing in certain structure or the way that, you know, America is founded upon and so on and so forth. My reality is, fuck if I really goddamn know. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is my multitudes of what is a cult, what the fuck is cultism's thing, because it's not the same as a religious aspect, and so on and so forth. This has been Shut the Fuck Up with Bulk and Just Rolling On. Thank you very much. This is a Channel 9 news break. I'm Dick Johnson. Millennials are destroying the soup industry. Campbell's spends $2.5 million on failed Kardashian commercial campaign. Campbell's spokesman Rob Smith. This is Channel 9. News on the 7s, weather on the 4s. Uh, thanks again for having us. Yeah, thank you, Anchorage. I want to say a special thanks to uh, the Little Nanooks who came in there and sang their hearts out. I really appreciate it. Great way to open a show. Uh, all the lights out there, I can't really see how many people. If we could uh, kind of lower the house lights for a second, I'd like to see the... Oh, 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 I, okay, I really thought there were more of you. Tweet. But, uh, okay, uh, bring those lights right back up. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I can't see anybody Much now. Better. That's great. And now, Crazy Vicky. So, when I was growing up, there was a lot of moving schools. No schools, uncles, no uncles, friends, no friends, boyfriend, dead boyfriend, you know, the regular stuff. One constant in my life was music. Now, really get a chance to listen to music, but Mom had a bunch of cassettes that had the radio recorded on them. 
A lot was news reports about missing people, but there was a lot of music too. I would listen to Blondie, Men Without Hats. There was a lot of good music on those cassettes, but one song in particular caught my ears. I would listen to it over and over. I knew every word, even the speech at the beginning by Mr. X or someone. He was a good speaker. And he said, we want to talk right down to earth in language. Everybody can understand. I felt like he was talking to me. The band was called The Living Color, and the song about a cult personality. It's a really good song. I knew about cults from our time living with Father Jonathan. And I knew about personality because Mama said I didn't have one. They talked about anger, which I knew a lot about, of her mama. They said something about dreams, which was like my whole thing. I dreamed nonstop. I dreamed of growing up and being someone, someone with a family who didn't move, stayed put. I would listen to the song over and over without Mama knowing. She wasn't there a lot, so that was pretty easy. There was the one time Mama came home early because Bongo's Gentleman's Club closed early. Something about the cocktail wings making a fat guy sick or something, and I didn't hear her come in. She saw me listening to her cassettes and smacked my head so hard I couldn't hear out of the left headphone void. After she popped me, she said she was sorry and told me why she was so upset. See, there was a guy in that band, The Living Colors, that I guess she was in love with. She said that his name was Muzz and he played the bass? I guess like the fish. I don't know, but... I knew better than to ask a lot of questions. Mama said they had to spend a lot of time together in the 90s and said he was a kind of a leader, a shaman, whatever that is. She said they lived in a bus after he left the band and he would pick up people to tell the good news to. She didn't tell me the good news, so she said he left her on the side of the road one day as she was picking up cans for the group to turn in for men. I didn't know you could do that. That's kind of neat. So anyway, she hated him for that, and that meant I couldn't listen anymore. I really missed that song. And my mom and the outside and this birds. Yeah. Yeah, no. Birds. Hmm. Birds. Are you alone? Yes. Are you an outcast? Yes. Do your friends and family call you names and hurl glass objects at your head just for entering the room? Get out of here! Have you ever been covered in pig's blood for any reason? Would you like to belong? Would you like to push the reset button on your family? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, then I've got a group for you. The Order of the Red Octopus. A subsidiary of only Chan International Groups and Gatherings is a group of like-minded individuals looking for the true meaning of life and their small part in it. The Order of the Red Octopus is made up of people just like you who have shed the shackles of modern living to return to a simpler, much more accepting time. A time of the old ones, a time of the dark shadows. After drinking from the deeper well, some have obtained true peace and full knowledge from the mighty Seth Lopard, while others have had to drink a disturbing amount of this viscous ink-like liquid. Your results may vary. If you want acceptance, peace, and a love-like feeling from others just like you, call or write His High Holiness, Father Jish, today. destination. You will need a pen, an envelope, a return address, and the recipient's information. 
Step 1. Write your return address, the sender's address, at the top left corner of the envelope. Include the sender's full name on the first line, street address or post office box on the next line, and city, state, and five-digit zip code on the third line. Write legibly so that postal workers can read it. Step 2. Write the recipient's information in the center of the envelope. Write their name on the first line, street address or post office box on the second line, and city, state, and five-digit zip code on the third line. Adding the additional plus four digits to the zip code found at USPS.com will speed delivery. Step 3. Place the correct postage on the top right corner of the envelope and put the envelope in the mailbox. Did you know? The U.S. Postal System processes an average of 667 million pieces of mail each day. with Shaman Dave and our friend Artface, and I was looking for my next adventure as prescribed by Gaia and the universe. I was letting her lead me and began hitchhiking so that I could meet as many souls as possible, except for those neat people. Even if I suspected the cars that stopped were driven by meat eaters, I would politely tell them, no thank you, by throwing a can or bottle at their car and wait for a more enlightened driver to stop. I remember once making the mistake of trusting a family in all things a station wagon. When I got in the car, all seemed well, but then they started passing around murder burgers that they had obtained at a roadside kill-a-rot. They tried to force me to eat something called a Whopper, and all I could do was scream at the top of my enlightened lungs until they pulled over and let me out. They said something about being sorry, blah, blah, blah. All I heard was murder, murder, murder. Well, let me tell you, that will not happen again. So, here I was in the middle of what felt like nowhere. I mean, there was grass everywhere and I started to get itchy. When an old pickup pulled over to pick me up, I thought, oh, goddess, this is some meat farmer who wants me to eat baby cow eyes or something and I approached with extreme caution. When I got to the truck, 
I saw a beautiful man driving. I mean, he was a little older, but you know the kind of guy who has the salt and pepper thing going on and has a beautiful ponytail tied with what has to be hemp string. He introduced himself as Father Jonathan, and I was hooked. He had the kind of voice that made my pants vibrate. He was a smooth talker, too. I remember the first thing he said was, Hey there, you beautiful spirit. Where are you headed? I bet you're going my way. O-M-G. I trusted him right away. Needless to say, the compound was just what I needed. I didn't even mind being a sister wife to Father Jonathan. We had quite a few adventures at the Holy Love Ranch. We made quilts, grew our own food, all vegan OG, of course. It was a glorious time in my blossoming womanhood. Father Jonathan taught me how to open my chakra, look through my mind's eye, and pee standing up. It was a shame it all came to an end the way that it did. It was a Saturday. Me and Turtle Flower were manning the booth in town selling some homemade necklaces and loose butter. We didn't do too well, and Turtle Flower was really worried she'd have to spend another night in the correction box. But when we got dropped off by that trucker at the compound, there were so many cop cars. We just kind of held back in the woods and waited to see if they'd leave. Cops always show up when people free their minds from the patriarchal confines of modern life and try to live a peaceful existence with nature. Or when you hoard guns, commit polygamy, and mail in bomb threats to the post offices all over the White House. Unfortunately, this was more of the latter. I took off and haven't looked back. To be honest, I don't miss the smell. And dear God, women need to shake their pits. So I guess what I'm saying is keep your mind open and your spirit will follow. Peace and good tidings to you all. Namaste. Started a cult on accident? 
at one time? Like, how, how'd that work? Well, some guys that I knew got super high and decided that I was a vampire. So, even though we used to go to the beach all the time, they decided that I was a walker of the night, apparently. <laughs> so, um, I kind of have an entire group of people dedicated to uh, worshiping me. <clears throat> and they're, they're worshiping you? Really? Yeah, if, if you get used to it. <laughs> um, after a while, you know, the gifts just sort of show up on your doorstep and uh, learn to treat it as a normal thing. Oh, wow. Okay, and uh, what kind of uh, gifts do they give a uh, vampire cult leader, anyway? There's a lot of steak, which kind of concerns me because it's not refrigerated beforehand. Ah, yeah, wow. Yeah, that, I probably would not eat that if I were you. Yeah, no, I haven't. Especially since you're, you're not a vampire. Are you, are you Snow? No. no. Okay, wow, wow. Okay, well, is it flattering? How do you feel about being, uh, being uh, a cult leader now? It's just sort of awkward because I run into them sometimes and then, well, <laughs> I just sort of have to be like, hey, how's it going? And then they're all like, oh, hail our mighty overlord. So, you know, it's, it's a little awkward in public. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Oh, jeez. So, uh, okay, uh, that being said, if you had anything you could say to uh, your cult followers, uh, what would it be? Please stop. All right. I mean, if they could refrigerate the steaks, that would be great. Um, but send them as gifts, not because I'm a vampire, but because I like steak. All right, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, I don't even know what I'm... Did you steal that? I didn't steal it from nothing. I didn't steal it. 
Yeah, I mean, you're kind of acting like you're about to stone. I, I didn't just, say, man, I, I don't care. You're like, I'm glad you don't care. I'm glad you don't care. Yes, I mean, you know, I'm just waiting for you to shut the fuck up on this. Oh, thing. okay, all right. We're good, we're good. Yeah, just let me reach my back. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a donation to your only chance. Oh, thing. holy yeah. shit, that's a lot of money. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Appreciate that. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I'm just going to... You got to be careful, though. I mean, if it... Oh, oh, wow. What was, what was that? I heard some... What the? Who the fuck was... Okay. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and leave now. It's, uh... Yeah, I'm gone. I'm gone. psychologist as well as in prisons and as a crisis clinician my job was to figure out who gets locked up and who gets a key to find the humanity in inhumane situations so are you sure you really want to know yeah maybe because by the end of the episodes you just might end up thinking I felt better before I knew that you can find me at IWB Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, sometimes Instagram, or you can email me at IWBpodcast at gmail.com. All right, all right, all right, thank you. I guess I'll start this off with a little joke. Uh, so an Eskimo was driving around in his truck. And his car stopped in the middle of the road. He didn't know why, so he called Eskimo AAA. Well, when the mechanic got out there, he looked under the hood and said, Hey, I think I found the problem. You've just blown a seal. Eskimo says, No, I haven't. That's just frost on my mustache. Thank you. That's all we've got. Thank you, Anchorage. Uh, we've got to get the hell out of here. Uh, i got to get on that wiener and uh, and start booking back. Yeah. Um, we've had a great time, though, guys. You know, it's been it's been interesting. Uh, I won't say fun, but, but interesting. No. Um, anytime you guys want us back, you just, uh, just drop us a line. You know, regular mail is fine. Just send us something in the regular mail, and we'll, uh, we'll get that. And, uh, we'll, we'll schedule something in the far, far future. All right, Anchorage, good night! Good night, Anchorage, it's been real. Y'all have fun. Thank you for joining us. Please tell your friends and neighbors about us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. This episode of Very Dark, Very Quick featured Mike, Aaron, Josh, Jeremy, Crazy Vicky, Volk, and Jordan. Music by Fishhands. Check him out on bandcamp.com. That was a good live show, Mike. It wasn't we, bad. I think we rocked the motherfucking party. We've been drinking a lot. I didn't really understand what Crazy Vicky did. I, I didn't understand what language Volk was speaking. I think it was Klingon. And then and then uh, Lady Glitterpants. I didn't understand why she hates men so much. I think she might have been scorned. Uh, at one time by 
Motorhead's own Lemmy Killmeister. Jason's Deli employee. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a Reuben. Well, my name's Reuben. <laughs> I think that's how it started. Yeah. Yeah. It that's was, a pretty good line if you work was, at, at Jason's Deli. That's true. That's true. It's a pretty good follow through. You're, you're going to get laid every time. I just ran a stop sign. Yeah, well. Which is not something that really matters when you're in Anchorage. Well, it's pots or backwards. Saskatchewan. So it's fine. So the live show, man, it was great. It was good. We did way better than I thought we would. I think this is my turn. But well, we had like a not. dozen people there. Yeah, there was at least a dozen people yeah. there. Yeah. I want to say a baker's dozen. That's and, true. You know, hardly any of them left. I mean, we were standing there at Birch no, trying they, to sell these fucking t-shirts. They didn't buy a single damn one of them. Well... Here, here's I'm the all thing. tapped out creatively. I mean, we gave the best performance of our lifetime. What I, I don't enjoyed, remember much of it. Um, I thought the talk went really well. Yes, we said all kinds of shit. Well, and and I think all around it was a success. Yeah. I mean, when you think about the fact, I mean, that I never expected the guys in Anchorage to give a shit about VDVQ. I honestly, I thought. Yeah the whole time that they were just trying to send us to some shithole. Yeah. But they loved us there. No, they did like us. I would say the 12 people that were there at the end really enjoyed what we had to say. Um, Even though I did get a hungry man dinner hurled at me at the end. Yeah, that was pretty weird. I mean, I've never had Salisbury steak thrown at me. But, um... I, I would say that that's probably a compliment, like when you burp for the chef. Yeah. Right? Arcade Fire is a national treasure. Not this nation. <laughs> but they're a national treasure somewhere. somewhere. What's Kirk Cameron up to these days? Well, he's, he's saving the world for Jesus. Oh, he did the God's Not Dead yeah, movies, didn't yeah. he? He did a lot of those. Those were yeah. good fucking movies. I mean, they sucked, but they were good to make fun of. Well, we made some contacts tonight. Yeah. You remember Marcy Playground, right? Sure. Listeners. Love them. They did that song that went, ha, 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 mm, mm, ooh. And then they did the other song that went. (laughs) Yeah, they were really good. Do you guys remember the 90s? Whoa. Because we remember the 90s. I remember the 90s. I was alive. Hey, Dad, I'm in jail. <laughs> yeah, that was a thing that happened that is in the a 90s. Thing. You're right. And there was also the guy with the detachable penis. <laughs> hey, Dad, I'm in jail. And uh, I enjoyed that. Don't Thank forget you. Collective Soul. They were that band that went, na 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 yeah. <laughs> That was pretty cool. I like the detachable penis guys. Yeah. That was good stuff. Yeah. King Missile. Good job, King Missile. Yeah. We miss you, King Missile. Keep it up. Come back. Just talking about detachable butts now. Well, now that there's like 50 genders, you can talk about detachable flick things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Detachable. That's the thing that, that I don't miss about the 90s is there was only two genders back then. It's true. It was stupid. I like a bunch of genders. I like all the genders. I like to choose from a bunch of genders. 
I don't know a whole lot of Canadian stuff, so, you know. I know moose. They got mooses. And ice. And Kevin and Smith is from there. Tim Hortons. He had yeah. A, he had a uh, heart attack. Did he really? Yeah. Did it give him a new lease on life? Yeah. He is he going to start making good fucking movies he again? He threw away all his Or is comics. he going to keep making all the shit that he's been he making said he's going to make Tusk 2. Oh, good. Yeah. Tusk 2. We need that. You know, I'm going to be real with you, Mike, because I'm drunk. Yeah. I like Tusk. I thought it was okay. Tusk was fine. If it had ended like 15 minutes earlier. Yeah, the whole thing with uh, yeah. with them at the pool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That was so stupid. Didn't like it. When the Mac guy woke up. And, <laughs> when the Mac guy woke up. And he was a walrus. Yeah. And he was like, Argh! Argh! I could really, like, feel yeah. the horror. You feel the angst. Yeah. In his tusk. That was that was great, honestly. It's not a bad idea. It should have been a short film. I watched, it's like... It's a student film. You know, I watched about as much of Yoga Hosers as it deserves to have Yoga watched. Hosers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I Which was about that. three minutes. I didn't watch that at all. You know, the Matt guy was pretty good and dragged me to hell. Oh, he was great in that. He was good in, in that way. I like the Matt guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. Jason Bourne. Yeah, it was Jason Bourne. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. He was good as a Mac. Yeah, he I made, believed him as a Mac. He made a great Mac. I said, hey, that's a Mac. Yeah. I looked at the other guy and I said, that's an actor. That's a PC. Uh-huh. John Hodgman. John Hodgman is the fucking greatest. You remember when John Hodgman was going to be, like, really big and awesome, but then John Oliver stole all his thunder? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I love John Hodgman. Poor John Hodgman. So, I listened to this podcast called uh, Dead Pilots Society, where they take old pilots that were supposed to be bought by networks, and they give them a table read. Really? Yeah. And John Hodgman has one where it's about him growing up as an only child, and in the show... He was supposed to play himself as like a 12-year-old kid. That's pretty stupid. He was going to be... <laughs> no, it was going to be great. You see John Hodgman playing a 12-year-old kid. And everybody else around is age-appropriate. Man, where's the fucking poutine house, dude? I'm hungry shit. Did we pass the poutine house? I think we did. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, you want to go to Poutine Bell? <laughs> it's on that side. Fuck. Yeah. Well, something's bound to come up. Sure. They've got Poutine Queen. <laughs> do you remember D-Light? I do remember D-Light. Yeah. And I gotta tell you, Mike, the groove, it's uh-huh. still in my heart, man. Yeah. It's always been in there. Yeah. You just didn't know. I needed D-Light to show yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. D- I needed Bootsy Collins to play bass and show Bootsy me. Bootsy Collins was star... Uh, uh, Glasses. glasses. Yeah. Let you know. Yeah. Have you ever listened to any of Boosie Collins' solo work? No. It's fucking ridiculous. But I do enjoy some, uh... Some P-Funk? George Clinton. Yeah. Some P-Funk, yeah. Fuck yeah, 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 yeah. man. Shit. God damn. Get uh-huh. off your ass and jam. Uh-huh. Yeah. Atomic Dog. He's a dog. He's a dog. He got the dog in him. Roof, roof. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. 
Yippee-yo, yippee-yay. Yep. He's going to turn this mother out. Yep, he does. He turned it out several times. Yep. He turned it right out. What's well, weird. He turned it out so much, it turned back in. If you don't love funk, I don't even got nothing to say to you, bro. Yeah, that's true. If you can't feel that shit inside your soul, then you ain't got one. I don't know what any of this has to do with cults. Goddamn Royal Canadian Mounted fuck. They're everywhere. everywhere. You would think that they would have like... <laughs> it said festival traffic back there on the sign. Festival traffic? Take this exit. It's the ice fishing fest. Ice fishing fest, yeah. There's holes all over the ice. You know what You know what Canadians love more than anything else? Poutine. Chili Willy. Ah, they big do love Chili, the Chili Willy, Willy fans. Yeah. So I imagine that was the Chili Willy Festival. The Could annual be. Could be. Chili Willy Festival. Could be. There's a car. Jesus Christ, man. Why don't Came you out fucking, of nowhere. Uh, yeah. Why don't you, like, giddy up your fucking horse here? Why don't you here? have lights? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ah, uh, here we Are go. Are we stuck in a, a goddamn Canadian traffic jam? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is Look that? Look at all of those lights. That's a lot of lights for one yeah. horse. <laughs> fuck. These fucking horses, they gotta be freezing. It's not good on their joints. No. Horses have a lot of joints. There's joints everywhere. They're all joints. They're full of joints. Horses. horses are full of joints and gluten. And what? Gluten. What the fuck is that? It's on that gel. Get there. Really? Gluten. Yeah. Horses are made of gel. Well, they're made of gluten and joints. That's it. That's all it's in a horse. Is that show. a horse riding a top sure another sure horse? Yep. Yep. It's a horse riding a horse. You know, it really is a different world out here. It is. It really is. I expect to see Lisa Bonet anytime. Lisa Bonet's Canadian. Well, it's a different world. Look Pretty. at all these Alaskan cops. I know, they're everywhere. They are everywhere. They're everywhere but nowhere at the same time. Yeah. It's because we're in Narnia, basically. <laughs> we went through that fucking Chester drawers. Chester drawers. You say Chester drawers <laughs> just like my girlfriend. <laughs> Fuck. I said chest of drawers. You did not. You said Chester drawers. Chest of drawers. Well, Bullshit. I went to school with a guy named Chester drawers. <laughs> you know the worst thing about being named Chester? People are always going to call you Chester the molester yeah, behind your are. back. They are. Even it's if bad. you don't molest anyone. Yeah. It's amazing how quick we got through Canada. It's true. I mean, I'm going 276 miles per hour. Well, that's how we're going to save the clock tower. The Wienermobile. We, we supercharged this shit. Sure. You know, my first drive-in movie experience was uh-huh. a triple feature. Sure. It was uh, Uncle Buck yeah. with the legendary John Candy, uh-huh. followed by Days of Thunder okay. with the legendary Randy Quaid, uh-huh. followed by Arachnophobia. Uh-huh. Yeah, Arachnophobia was going to be a good movie, but then it just wasn't. That was a movie about spiders. Spielberg, right? Was it Spielberg for I think real? So yeah, that has so. to be the worst fucking Spielberg movie since yeah. Schindler, Schindler's List. Schindler's List was good. Yeah, Schindler's List was pretty good. Who's your favorite actor, Mike? 
my favorite actor. Yeah. Or actress. Whatever. Well, I love Bill Murray. Are you a big Bill Murray oh, fan? Oh, I love him. Yeah. Uh, how did you like The Life Aquatic? Uh, it was okay. I'm a big Wes Anderson fan. Yeah. And I thought The Life Aquatic was, was just... It was okay. It was just so good. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think it might be one of my favorite movies ever made. Wow. Yeah. What a breakthrough. I, you know, I, I hated Bill Murray growing up. Really? I, I really did. Why? Yeah, because he was in everything yeah. when I was a kid. I, I hated Steve Martin for the same reason. Really? Do you remember The Money Pit? Oh, yeah. That was I, such a good fucking movie. I like movie. The Money Pit. I loved yeah, The Money, Money Pit. Pit's great. The, the thing that I remember the most about The Money Pit is Tom Hanks was walking around in one of the top floors of, of his money pit uh-huh. house that he uh-huh. bought. There was a hole in the in the floor. And he was on the rug. And he was on the rug. Right. And he started like falling through the rug yes. and he got stuck. A very slow fall. Yeah, very slow, yeah. very comedically. Yeah, it's great. Perfectly timed. Yeah. Tom Hanks was a very funny guy. Tom before Hanks. Before he was decided the to be best. serious. Yeah, before Philadelphia. Oh yeah. Jesus before Christ. He got yeah. Ugh. I'm, you know, Tom Hanks should have reprised his role in Philadelphia in uh, Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> hey, I'm back, bitches. Hey, I'm back. I still got AIDS. I still got AIDS, motherfucker. What's your favorite movie, Mike? Of all time? Of all time. Oh, man. There is no way to tell you that. Give me, just give me something out of your top ten. First thing that comes to your head. Evil Dead 2. Nice. The Shining. Yeah. Which has nothing to do with the book. Yep. Office Space is right up there for me. Really? Yeah. Because I love comedy. And Office Space is one of those that just hit the right chord with me. Yeah. Working in an office, being in a cubicle, all that shit. Yeah. It's just, it's just such a... It's a delight to watch every time I see it. It's one of those movies that when it comes on TV, you can't yes. turn it off. Yes, no, you can't. Uh, Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. I really like Rubber. Rubber's really good. Which, it's it's a fucking trip and a half, but I love that movie. Have you ever seen Yellow Brick Road? Yes. Yellow yes. Brick Road reminds me yeah, of they go Rubber. Up into the, they for go up into some the bushes reason. and all that stuff. But yeah, they're, they're, they hear the voices and the singing and all that stuff. It's kind of like uh, like that story on the Boo Buddies where the chick is haunting herself. Yeah. I don't know who that woman is, but <laughs> she did a good job. It's trippy as fuck. Yeah. Really cool movie. There's just something really creepy about that. I love Blair that. Witch. I think Blair oh, Witch, the, the original, is fucking fantastic. I love the Blair Witch Project so much. There would be zero shaky cam shit without Blair Witch. Project. Blair Witch 2 can suck my dick. But Blair Book Witch, of Shadows? Yeah, it's so Oh, I loved Blair ah, Witch 2, Book of Shadows. Fuck that shit. It wasn't anything like the original movie, but I still thought it was really good. No. It had uh, it had that chick. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kim Director. Yeah, she's. Kim Director was fantastic in that movie. I wish Kim Director was still around, man. I thought she was great. You uh, ever seen Forbidden Planet? Uh, yeah, that's the cartoon. Well, it's, it's an really animated. A, it's movie. not really a cartoon. Or are you talking about the one with Robbie the robot? No, 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 no. Forbidden Zone. Forbidden Zone. Excuse no, me. I have not seen Forbidden Zone. 
It's fucking terrible. Oh. But All it's right. got Hervé Villachez. I like Hervé Villachez. And Oingo Boingo. So. You know, Oingo Boingo, I don't understand how they got popular. I love Oingo Boingo. Do you really? Yep, absolutely. And then Danny there. Elfman from Oingo Boingo oh, yeah, went Danny on Elfman to score is, everything. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize Danny Elfman was an oingo. Oh yeah, Boingo. he was the lead singer. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the main like, guy. Wow. He did Pee Wee stuff, and then he went on to do Batman and all that. It just fucking took over. Wow. He's like the the second banana to John Williams. Yeah, he's John Williams the second. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Fucking yeah. a. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Boingo yeah, he's Boingo fucking was great, fantastic. Man. I fucking love Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know who I don't love? Who? Norman Schwarzkopf. <laughs> Storm and Norman. It's not the same. No, not at all. Yeah. But I don't like him. Why? Because all the storming. <laughs> I hate people who storm. He did way too much storming. Hey, Norman, settle down. I gotta work tomorrow. Me too. It's gonna be a bitch. Yep. Gonna suck. I am really happy with how the show went, though. Fine. It was Every, great. All twelve of them were just yeah. loving it. They were just they were pumping their fists. Only thing decent to ever come out of Canada is Rush. I went to see them for the Roll the Bones tour. Did you go to the Roll the Bones tour? I did. Yeah. Fuck. But I also went to the one where the rabbit pops out of the hat. Whatever that is. Rush is like one of my favorite bands. Rush is pretty awesome. Rush is really awesome. Three guys. Yep. They sound like fifty guys. Yep. Neil like fucking local H, Perk, honestly. man. It's like local H. Yeah. Local H puts on a fucking hell of a show for two goddamn guys. Yep. Always high fiving motherfuckers. motherfuckers. It's like their favorite thing to do. They love to high five. My mom made me some parachute pants. Made you? Yes. Holy I, shit. I actually asked her to do that. I wore my parachute pants to school uh-huh. with one of those big, like, five-inch, uh, like, buttons uh. with the entire cast of Beverly Hills 90210 <laughs> on it. That's the best. I thought I was the shit. Yeah. We had Dylan on you. Yeah. And, and I had Brandon. Nothing bad can happen when Dylan's on you. It's true. <laughs> yeah. No, that's... You're actually... I've, I've, I've never admitted to that before. Oh, but, my God. That is awesome. Yeah, it was it was great. Fucking 90210. I couldn't, I couldn't afford Air Jordans, oh. but I had some LA Gears with, oh. the, with the double... That's even better. With the double laces. Oh, my God. Yeah. Was this the same time you had the jet black hair? No, no, this no. This is no. a different. Okay. No, this was like 10, 10 thought, or fifteen years before that. This well, was in elementary school. I'm just, I'm I just wasn't. Thinking. I wasn't rocking the Dino Two and O button in nineteen ninety five. Several genres, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, it just all happened to converge at once. Oh. The LA gears, the parachute pants, <laughs> and Dino Two and O. They all happened the at best. the same time. Pretty fucking bad. That's oh, great. Um, I had feathered hair. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I had a hypercolor shirt. Yeah, hypercolor. Yeah. Yeah. I bought it from the Goodwill. Did you have anything from Benetton? From what? Benetton. No. Yeah. 
I had some hand-me-down jabos though. Oh yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, and and everyone wore ponchos. I had a poncho. Oh, <laughs> that was also when the uh, airbrushed um, Looney Tunes yeah, characters yeah, yeah. thing was a was sure. a thing. And I, I I didn't have one of those. You had to go to Six Flags to get one of those. Is that how it yeah, worked? Yeah, that's how it worked. Yeah. I just assumed everybody airbrushed their own. No, 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 no. The best artists only worked at Six Flags. See, I never went to Six Flags, not even one fucking time. Really? Really. Huh. No, not even once. I lived in the Hill Country. I lived 15 miles from Fiesta, Texas, and I never went. Ah, yeah. I didn't get to ride the Rattler. So, me and my buddies, we had tickets to go to Six Flags, but we sold them and went to see Huey Lewis in the News instead. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have done the same. I think it was at Reunion in Dallas. Yeah, freeze frame. No, that's not them at all. Oh, sorry. It's the Back to the Future band. Uh, you know, I can't even hear the name Huey Lewis in the news without <laughs> seeing Patrick Bateman killing Jared Leto. Yeah. That was it. Was that? Jay Giles. Jay Giles band. She's your centerfold and the freeze frame. Yeah. Yeah, Jay Giles' band was pretty good, man. They you know, were. You know He's what, like, dead. Is he really? Yeah, uh-huh. He died. You know what my favorite song from uh, the 80s was? What's that? Come On, Eileen. Yeah. 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 And I really, really love... It's a good one. I love the um, the cover that was done by Save Ferris. Yeah, it's good. It's so good. It's fast. Yeah, it's good. I always thought that the chick from Save Ferris was like the hottest chick ever. Yeah. You know, as much shit as people give the 80s, without the 80s, a lot of the movies wouldn't be around, a lot of the music wouldn't be around, because so much shit from the 80s got covered. Yeah, that's you know, true. Or remade, or whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, my favorite is the bands that they have a one-hit wonder, which is the song that is named after the album uh-huh. that is also uh-huh. named after the band yeah. like Bad yeah. Company yeah and uh, and what's the other one I'm not gonna lie they're Bad Company yeah good what was the other one well Black Sabbath yeah they had the song Black Sabbath That's true on the album Black Sabbath uh-huh. Uh-huh. but there was another one and it was really bad Iron Maiden did Iron Maiden have a song, called, have a Iron song Maiden called Iron Maiden on the album yeah. Iron Maiden? I don't know if it was on the album. Iron I fucking Maiden. love Iron Maiden. All right. Bruce Dickinson, man. Dude. That he's dude dead. got throat cancer. He's not dead. He's dead. Yeah. He's not they dead. They all died. No, none of yeah. them died. He you know who's dead that I wish was great. wasn't dead? Who? David Bowie. Really? Yeah, that one hurts. I mean... Because he started making, like, really good music again. Really? Like, Did in he? the last days of his life. Huh. Yeah. You know, they're making the Labyrinth, too. Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, they can't really do it. Yeah. No. Who are they going to get to play the Goblin King that could possibly compete with Bowie? Johnny Depp. Oh, God damn it! I'll fucking burn the world down. <laughs> you know who would make a great Goblin King? Huh. Channing Tatum. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. 
21 Jump Street was a good movie. Yes. 22 Jump Street was not a good movie. I thought 22 Jump Street was fine. That's uh, alright. But nothing's ever going to be funnier in this entire world than leave Korean Jesus alone. He's got Korean shit to worry about. <laughs> Name oh. a funnier line. Well, the first one that comes to mind is Bill Murray in Stripes. When he's talking to the guy who's talking about tipping cows, and he says, I want to party with you. It's all about timing and placement. Yeah. So, when, would, when did it happen in your life? And how was the timing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Bill Murray has hit a lot of different uh, highlights for me during my life. So Bill Murray will always be, like, my favorite actor. Bill Murray, I got a little bit annoyed with. He got a little bit oversaturated, and then he just went away. Which was the best thing that he could have done. Well, he went away, but then he came back in a great way. Rushmore is one of the fantastic movies of all time. He did The Life Aquatic, and he did Zombieland. Zombieland is fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. yeah. Garfield, not so much. No. I've always had a love-hate relationship with comedic actors. Yeah. Like, there was a time when I loved all of them. At a time when I hated all of them. Really? And I'm talking about Bill Murray. Uh-huh. I'm talking about Steve Martin. Uh-huh. Chevy Chase. Mike Myers. Oh, God. Chevy Chase. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, Dana Carvey. Right. David Spade. Yes. Chris Farley, even, right. got a little bit too oversaturated well, for me. Well, you two movies that are exactly the same? Black Sheep Tommy Boy and, and Tommy Black Boy. Sheep. Yeah. Same fucking yeah. movie. Yep. Although I do like Black Sheep way better than that. Tommy yeah, Boy. I get that. Adam Sandler, of course, because he's just shit now. Fuck Adam Sandler. God I mean, damn. I mean, his first record, They're All Gonna Laugh at You. It was great. was great. And Happy Gilmore was fine. Happy Gilmore's a good movie. The Waterboy was fine. Waterboy's good. Little Nicky. Fonzie is fantastic in it. Yeah. He's always good. God, I love Henry him. Winkler's I good love in everything Henry he does. Fucking Winkler. Yeah, he is Barry. Yeah, Barry Zucker. He's great on that. Absolutely. Yeah, Barry with, with Bill go. Hader. Yeah, that's you know what a, they canceled. He was great. Was fucking last man on earth. Really? God, I fucking love that show. That is a great fucking show. Uh, Kristen Skull. Yeah, her. She's so great. And uh, whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. God damn, that's a great show. That was a good show. It's a stupid fucking show, but it's great. I'm sad that they canceled it. I didn't watch past the first I season. I loved it. I watched every fucking episode. I loved that show. I love the fact that the housewife from Mad Men was crazy as fuck in this show. Yeah. That is great. Were you a big Mad Men fan? I liked Mad Men. Now, I could have watched about seven episodes of Mad Men and told the whole story. Yep. Because nothing happened. That's true. true. I'm crazy. I'm from a poor family. I'm going to treat women badly. I changed my name. The end. That's it. That's all that happened. But I fucking love John Hamm. 
John Hamm's amazing. He is the best and the funniest fucking guy. Oh God! Did you see him on Saturday Night Live? Did you he see comes him up on with Catfish? That was Thirty Rock. Okay. I done stole this catfish. <laughs> yeah. That's the funniest Holy thing shit. to happen on Thirty Rock ever. <laughs> and it was so dumb, and I love. He shows it. up at the most inopportune times. Yeah. He would show up on SNL, Thirty Rock, whatever. He's just there all the time. He was great. He's funny in as everything fuck. he did. John Hamm was and is amazing. He is fantastic. You know what he would be great in is one of those Ocean's Eleven type movies. Oh yeah. He'd be great in something like that. Absolutely. I'd love to see him in yes. this. But now we're getting the the uh, Ghostbusters treatment with <laughs> Ocean's, Ocean's twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Whatever. It's, it's fine, but... Do whatever. You know, why has it got to be a gimmick, you know? Yeah, it always is. That's the thing. It's it's a gimmick. Ghostbusters, making them all women, was a gimmick. Yep. I never watched it. I didn't either. I just didn't watch it. I don't care. Because it was so... Uh, okay, first of all, uh, Paul, I love the Paul women Feig. In What's his name? Yeah, Paul Feig. Paul yeah. Feig? Yeah. He's a piece of shit. He makes crap. Fuck he really him. does, yeah. He's an executive producer on the new Joel McHale show. He makes, and he makes sure to squeeze himself in every fucking episode. He, and he just sucks. He latched himself on to Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. He just said, I'll take this trade. And I love Melissa McCarthy. Yep. I love Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig is fucking awesome. And I love Kate McKinnon. Yes. yes. Kate McKinnon's the funniest person out of all of those funny. people. Yeah. And Leslie Jones is hilarious. Um, She's still on SNL. She's still funny. But everything that I saw, all the clips, all the reviews, uh-huh. it just seemed like they were at their worst. And so I didn't watch it because I love all these actresses and I don't want to see them suck. Don't you love this shit? I'm a ham head. Cool looking. It does look nice. I love these bridges. It really does look nice. In Anchorage. In Saskatchewan. <laughs> bridges or something else. These Saskatchewan bridges near <laughs> Saskatchewan... Uh, <laughs> medical school. Here's the thing. You don't even know if Saskatchewan is near Anchorage. I have no idea where <laughs> Saskatchewan is. <laughs> so, that's all we got that's on it, VDVQ this week. Jesus for, Christ, what a long show. Yeah. Cults. <laughs> we gave you the, we, we gave we gave you your money's worth. Yeah, we give you the skinny on all the, the cults out there. We did very little on cults. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. Yeah, well. You know, we're we we've been on the road. We've been heading to this live show. Sure. So sure. you know, I mean, you can't expect us to to now stick we're, too closely to the plot. Now we're back at the Indian Reserve. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We're back at uh-huh. the igloo. Yep. And uh, we're looking forward to a nice cold night. I'm gonna wrap myself up in a tauntaun. In a tauntaun. Yeah. You say. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What they call them here. And we're gonna, you know. Brave the, brave the shit. Mm-hmm. So, gotcha. you gotta like say bye. Don't take the thing off. Oh, I'm sorry. Bye, so, folks. So, See ya. So, uh, <laughs> are we still really recording? Yeah, we're recording. Holy shit! Well, you gotta do the social media stuff. Okay, man. social media. Don't, we have. You gotta like bring it away a little. Okay, all right. We yeah. have uh, uh, the very D very Q. That's your Twitter. Uh, we have uh, onichadproductions.com. Yep. It's where everything is. Yeah. 
Uh, what else? Twitch. Twitch. Big Twitch channel. Oni Chan Productions, Chan on, Productions Twitch. on Twitch. Yeah. We're, we're doing like there. this whole thing where we just run shit there all the time. We it's have great. a lot of programming. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so get in on join that. us and uh, don't be square. Yeah. I don't know. Don't fake the funk on a nasty dunk. Okay. That's enough. Thank you, Mike. All right. We'll see you. Hey, right. thanks for listening, people. It's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. Peace. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.